1: U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association, N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I
0: was supposed to go to this party last night, actually, which is why I pushed this back to Friday. And it's like a friend of mine who I really like, but it was his wife's like 43rd birthday party, which... You know, I don't really give a shit about birthday parties. I mean, we like them. And so they invited us, and, I, and Heather's like, What do you want me to say? And I was like, I just say no. It's just say, We're not going to go. She's like, But I don't want to explain. Heather doesn't like to have Because this whole COVID thing, right? It's like, Well, you got to explain. It's like explaining your religion to somebody. It's like, Well, you know, we believe totally. this. And we, you know, it's like, I'm like, Don't explain yourself. Just say, oh, That's not going to work for us. But I really, really appreciate the invite. Let's go grab a drink somewhere another time you know just don't you don't totally. have to yes. never lie my, my my view is never lie never say oh i'm busy that night never make up stuff it's a terrible habit first thing you're lying a little bit then you're you know next thing you know you're bernie made off you know don't 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 lie but just say you know people it's not
1: gonna respect it too probably the other way even though it might be harder to tell the truth then i feel like people do respond better too when they know you're telling the truth than some you know vague bullshit
0: right no I, i'm saying you can be vague though as long as you're telling the truth like we say that's not going to work for us but how about some other, that's not going to work. Doesn't, seem, doesn't yeah, I mean I'm I busy. I'm busy is a lie. That's not going to work. Anyone
1: who listened to last week's podcast knows you're going to be the life of the party. I mean, they should be uh, trying to get you to go above all else. But
0: anyway, continue. Yeah. I told that dude to listen to the podcast beside that. Cause he was the guy who, who had a conversation similar to that with already. I said, you don't want me there anyway. You listen to the podcast, but <laughs> they, they invited us and Heather said no. And then we got drinks with them on Sunday lunch and it was very pleasant. We we're hanging out. And they're like, oh, you know, you should come. It's outdoors, you know, we, you should do it. And I had a few glasses of wine. I was like, yeah, it's outdoors. Yeah, really? Okay, sure, I'll do it. But then we got home we re- and I realized, wait, it's with like three other couples. So A, for the reasons I said last week, I don't really want to meet everybody's friends. I just don't care. I don't care. There's nothing in it for me. I don't, there's nothing to gain from meeting people's friends. You know, I don't, I don't give a shit. And two, I don't really want to do a thing with eight people, right? Just one couple outside, cool, eight people it's just not worth it. If it's something important, right? Like if there was some funeral or something that was like really important, I would do it. But just sort of a casual birthday party with eight people, five of whom you don't know, no reason to. Right. And so I had to cancel it. And again, it was just like, ah, you know what? Sorry. Sorry. We said yes, but no. And it's fine. They're cool. They're not like pissed. I don't, I don't think, but the whole thing is like, everybody is always like, never justify yourself just explain what the person needs to know don't lie don't justify just say i'm not going to make it thank you for the invite would you you know how about something else and suggest something you actually are willing to do
1: i agree with that method and i try to kick the habit of what you're saying too this the what the small little fibs of why you can't go or whatever you're right I, i i agree with that and i've tried to stop that myself um yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many people listen to podcasts on the weekend, and this is going to air on a Saturday, uh, our time, by the time you get it up. But um, next week, I'm actually taking a, the end of next week off my final vacation days before I get swamped football. So maybe they'll just listen on the beginning of the week, and it'll be uh, every uh, every week and a half this, this pod time. But how, how you been, Liz? What's going on? What's new? There's a, quite a bit of things to talk about. I mean, there's actually a million things we could start with. I mean, there's a, a Pentagon was reporting that – there is uh, basically ufo you know other world vehicles uh, are, are being reported tommy g's account has been suspended has been revealed he was a bank robber in the past uh the epstein judge murder uh, mike tyson is fighting roy jones jr fauci can't throw a first pitch sports
0: is back where do we start what, you, what tommy g was a bank robber what are you talking about
1: Oh, man, you got it, dude. I, I, I should have sent you this article right before we started to record. But the Daily Beast is reporting um, that they, they found his real name, which he changed the last letter, uh, just one letter. And he uh, yeah, he spent a few years in prison. And uh, it's pretty crazy. And he, he attacked the writer that I think he found that he was doing this story. And it's part of the reason, you know, all the QAnon uh, accounts on Twitter were suspended. Sorry, not all, but a ton were. And he was part of the purge. And, yeah, this, this Daily Beast report is now wait, saying he this, was a former
0: wait. bank robber. It's absolutely wild. That is insane. Now, I'm not surprised he got suspended. I, it was definitely – he knew it was coming, and it definitely seemed like it was coming. He was Is that real, though? Is that a real thing that he, was, he actually robbed a bank? Check your phone right now. All right, I got. I got to. I got to look at. I got to look at that. I got to read that article. Anyway, that's insane. I got, I've, I've hung out with that dude a couple of times. I didn't realize that's God, hilarious. So
1: I. so I. That's
0: hilarious. Yeah, so that is Hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so that's insane. I have nothing to say about it except that's extremely crazy. Uh, what else?
1: I don't know. The Pentagon. Have you heard about this? The UFO says other. That we are secured of these other world type of vehicles made from an other world.
0: Yeah, I heard like, I heard about that in passing from some of the accounts on my feed, and some of them are saying, why are they releasing this information now? What is the next bullshit that's coming out? In other words, you don't just get this information released randomly. Whoever released it, there's some other crazy thing they're going to foist on us pretty soon, so that's why this craziness is being released. That's what the yeah. accounts seem right. to be saying. So they have, like, vehicles, like the body of a vehicle. like a, It would be like an enemy plane that was found in the desert, like, down, and you'd see what kind of gear it had. Instead of an enemy plane, it's actually a... A, v- a vehicle from another uh, civilization is what they're saying right okay
1: so i got the exact is off-world vehicles not made on this earth which supposedly classified information is going to be released soon with further details but who knows if that never even comes to fruition and what it means but uh one would think this would be getting more attention but it did break fairly recently and it's starting right. to pick up but but i don't know that could be uh yeah as you said it'd just be a, dis- a distraction but uh
0: real man <laughs> a real man arrived on that vehicle you know uh yeah, that's some crazy shit. But I mean, who, who, what What do you, what can we even say about that? Yeah, no, definitely. Just uh, wild so, stuff. So, so wait, so Tommy G robbed the bank and did prison time. <laughs> and, and there's aliens who rode in on a vehicle. Okay. What else? Yeah, 2021
1: is going to make 2020 look like kids play. I mean, that's, you know, ah. that, everyone's like, oh, worst year ever. I mean, wait until this social unrest. I mean, this, it's... it's you think abominable. it's going to wait
0: until 2021? It might happen this fall. Yeah, right. I'm
1: sorry. The second half of 2020. My bad. You're right. What am, what am I thinking? Um, the, the, Ep, the whole, the judge in the Epstein case, uh, you know, getting uh, that, that whole, can, is it a conspiracy? Is it not? Either way, someone recently assigned to him, uh, to his case, sorry, was it Matt? Yeah, the Epstein, right? And uh, her family... Her husband and son were murdered by someone dressed as a FedEx driver. And then, and then he drives 90 minutes and then kills himself. I mean, it's just... Uh, so that happened, too.
0: Okay, so the the backstory is this judge was assigned to look into, or I don't know, look into, but preside over the Deutsche Bank. You know, they got fined for having unscrupulous, you know, bad actors allowed to, to use their bank and transact funds with them or something. And one of those bad actors was Epstein. And I think that she was gonna look into all the financial transactions. That's, you know, that was, she was tasked with overseeing that, I guess. And then four days later, a gunman dressed in a FedEx uniform comes to her house, kills her only kid. I mean, I can't even, I can't even believe how horrible that is. 20 year old kid. And then shoots her husband. Did her husband die? I thought he was still alive. Anyway, and then, yeah, apparently 90 minutes away, this guy's found having killed himself. And then there was a bunch of uh, reporting, and this this is always where you know you have some people say, Well, look, no, this guy had grievances against women, he was like a misogynist, and he had didn't like her because she said or did something and didn't like her husband for some other reason. That's why this is nothing to do with Epstein, it's a total coincidence and stop with the tinfoil hat. But then a uh, woman Whitney Webb, who I follow on Twitter and who does a lot of reporting on Epstein and also stuff that the mainstream media just doesn't report, right? You, you wonder why. Uh, oh, Tommy I didn't
1: G- realize you knew that. The, oh, the writer that article that I even sent you. <laughs> I said it's funny.
0: I follow her now. I don't know if she's crazy or not, but I know that she writes well. That she writes coherently, and the the problem is our media doesn't do its job. It just doesn't do its job. It doesn't report on things. The Epstein story and the surrounding people involved is the biggest story in forever. It is the biggest personal story. Now, obviously COVID and 9-11 and events are bigger. But in terms of scandal, this is the biggest scandal in the history of my lifetime. I mean, you have. Well, yeah, I mean, all
1: just the blatant pictures of the past, current president, former presidents. I mean, just, you know, just, yes, I mean, the evidence, yeah.
0: Royal family, current president, foreign presidents. I mean, Hillary was going to the island. Like, she was a, an inch away from being the president. And he, not just a picture of her, but he, you know, Jelaine Maxwell, Jelaine Maxwell, whatever her name is, is at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. I mean, this is just aisle row. Right. In the aisle. She, they went to the ranch every summer or whatever for several summers. He was on the plane 20 times. I mean, this Hillary Clinton was an inch away from being president. And this is the biggest scandal of all time. This is sex trafficking. People have been, you know, he dies in prison supposedly. I mean, this is, this is the, you know, in, in the Deutsche Bank, a couple of bankers have hanged themselves in the last year or two also connected to this case. I mean, the yeah, fact that some
1: weirdness with that, but yeah, Ted, Ted Bell swears there's nothing connected on on this case, but there well, just seems to definitely
0: be one crazy thing after another. That's for sure. Here's all I would say is this is the biggest scandal, personal scandal in a generation is bigger than anything that I've ever seen. And our media is just simply not reporting on it. There was actually an ABC news thing a few years ago about Epstein that was just quashed. They didn't want to piss off whoever. Just like NBC quashed the Harvey Weinstein reporting. They they just don't want this stuff published because either it implicates people in their orbit or people who have power over them or whatever. They don't want to report them. They just don't do their job. And so, of course, there's conspiracies about it. But Whitney Webb, who seems to be reporting on it and has a bunch of followers, I follow her because I just want to at least know that somebody who's looking into it, what they're thinking about it. Again, I, I can't really vouch for her because... I don't I don't know. I don't know her. But she was talking about how this guy worked for a law firm, Kroll or something, and they were considered like the CIA's law firm, and there's all sorts of intelligence connections there. So apparently though he had been posting like anti-feminist stuff for years, so it seems like that's a pretty big long game just to have him do the hit, some lawyer. So maybe it is just coincidental and but the cover story is always, you know, to me is always like, well, They'll, they'll, explain it away. Like, Oh no, of course, you know, of course this is, he was just, this was the reason. And they'll put something together. How do I know when those posts were made? You know, I don't know. Like who knows, you know, they can just doctor something up and be like, yeah, look, look at his blog. It's, it's backdated from all these years about all these hate posts. And he tried to sue this other random person and he did the, you know, maybe, maybe it's total BS, but all this stuff, none of this stuff would be, would be a thing if the media just did its job. And so when it does sort of explain away things, you're sort of like, yeah, but I don't trust them. I don't trust that exp- explaining away. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. The media is just, it, it, look at look at COVID. I mean, everything that's been reported and then counter-reported, oh, you don't need a mask. Oh, you have to wear a mask. It's just anything that's reported about anything is just, it's just one take. It, there's there's no news anymore. It's just a, it's just a, a take, and so anytime you see, oh no, no, that's that's not true. Here's the reporting, unless it's like very narrow factual reporting that's v- verified somehow. I don't. I don't believe anything. I don't know. I don't know what to believe.
1: Yeah, this event seems very house of cardsy. I um, mean, under one, I saw someone comment like, "Watch, he's going to be connected to this other death. Of this lawyer in California, even though they argue for the same side." And who knows, it was a random commenter. But then later he has been connected to that. That I saw someone speculate that that was going to happen. Um, but so and then the Maxwell case, supposedly there were a bunch of reports saying that there are a judge ordered to unseal a bunch of sensitive documents. So, yeah, I mean, if we learn uh, evidence of aliens and unsealed Maxwell documents uh, next week, uh, this could be uh, maybe I'll be potting during my uh, days off next week because it could be some sensationalist uh, information oh. coming up.
0: Maybe we'll figure out what happened to building seven world trade center seven. And then maybe the Kennedy assassination too. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to get UFOs and, and what, you know, and the Jelaine Maxwell stuff. Let's, let's get all of it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah, so you have any other thoughts on, on that? I mean, it's, it's yeah, I, got, I get what you're saying. It's frustrating. I don't, think I don't it's, like, know. I'm frustrated. A new I source to go to and yeah, I hear you.
0: It may be unrelated. I, you know, I don't have good reason to think it's related except the Whitney web article did talk about this guy. Wasn't just some random lawyer with a, you know, a grudge. He, he's connected to intelligence. He's connected to a firm that is connected to intelligence. So that's another coincidence. Maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know.
1: Um, Mike Tyson, 54 years old, fighting Roy Jones, Jr. 51. Uh, it seemed like a joke at first. Yeah, probably a joke, but, uh, would you
0: tune in to watch that? Uh, I wouldn't pay for it, but if we were on in the background, I would watch. Yeah, if we we're just on, I would probably watch it. Yeah. Roy Jones. I don't know if you watched Roy Jones at his peak. That guy threw some combinations. He would throw like six punches before the other guy even like moved a, a glove. He used to just be devastating and fast. And obviously, everyone knows Tyson, but Roy Jones was legit in his day.
1: Yeah, argue, arguable, you know, pound for pound during his era, Roy Jones for sure. Um, yeah, and Tyson looks yoked in the, in the videos of him training. So I don't know. That could be a that could be quite a spectacle for sure. Uh, baseball is here. What a fitting way! You know, Fauci throws uh, one of the worst first pitches. Uh, the rain delay. At least Cole got got the win, but uh, rain delay. Uh, nice for Max Scherzer owners. It, that just counts. Also, if you get like a bonus for complete games, they both got complete games, left a couple base runners on in a jam for Scherzer too. But rain delay, Juan Soto gets COVID hours before and who knows how many people he infected in the meantime, if possible. Hopefully he's not a super spreader. Um, but still, baseball's back, man. I'm pretty pumped. What do you Thoughts? Thought? So-
0: a couple things about that. So I watched... I actually just went to sleep in the rain delay because it was like 2 a.m. my time, but I really enjoyed it watching it. Scherzer looked really sharp. I mean, he got hit, uh, and he had some walks, but, like, the balls were moving. He was... A lot, of, a lot of missed bats. You know, he looked... He looked good to me. I mean, I wasn't too worried about him. That ball is super juiced, by the way. It's I was going to say I
1: fear the ball is going to fly out. Yeah. Someone who drafted all these pitchers, or yes, the ball looks juiced, super juiced. Yes,
0: right. So it looks crazy juiced. Uh, Scherzer looked fine, but he got banged around by the Yankees. Uh, one guy, I can't remember who was up, but there's bases loaded. If he gets a single off of Scherzer before the rain delay, it just destroys Scherzer. And the NFPC. nobody exactly. knows whether to use him or not with the eleven Ks. And I was so exactly. hoping that happened, but of course it didn't. And everyone's going to leave him in despite the bad ERA, but yeah, uh, the big news though was Kershaw I, in the league that we have the big bet. You have Kershaw. I have him in the other beat Christmas league and the staff league. And it's like, I'm like, Oh, Kershaw's money in the bank. He's so safe. He went a whole year with no problems. He's over the back injury, spring training. No problem. COVID off time. No problem. Summer training. No problem. A couple hours before the game DL with the back. I mean, what the fuck? Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, very, very frustrating. Uh, As you said, have him in our league. We're in together. Have him in my home league. Uh, Thankfully, in neither of the main events that I just drafted this week, uh, he he didn't come back to me. It's the only reason in round two, uh, one before me on team three in one of them. He went one before me. Uh, save me, but it may be the back into only 10 games, but, or 10 days, or whatever. But
0: yeah, man, I'm, where would he go now? Where would you take him now? Seventh know, round, like eighth round. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Yes. Yes. That sounds about right. At the at the earliest I'm mostly just cautious, especially in this short season. So um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's a bummer. I, I mean, I get it. He saw that giants lineup and he, any coward, he, he was wanted scary. to be part of it. He yeah. looked at that lineup top to bottom. It was pretty, um pretty tough. I mean, it's already tough, but you take out, Posey Longorian belt and it was uh it was laughable but yeah it's brutal I have them in the league together so yeah it's frustrating good thing I'm loaded with pitchers but yeah Kershaw going down was yet another bummer way to start the year but uh we'll see if, we'll see how things uh how things go from here but it's a little weird with the no crowd and getting used to that and the pumped in noise and all that stuff but um really frankly in my opinion it doesn't really it's not really much doesn't really move the needle all that much
0: no I, I enjoyed it I've Stanton in a couple leagues including the main event and he went no. deep off of Scherzer. I was, I was pretty pumped about that. Got, and it was just, it was cool. I got Cole and Tout Wars. I didn't like Cole this year, but I I bid 37 on him just as a price and force and got stuck with him. And now he's going number one overall in the main event ahead of Trout and everybody. So I'm like, wow, 37 is a discount in, you know now. And I got Verlander for 28 because he was hurt. And I was like, oh, I guess it's delayed. I'll just take Verlander. I got this monster team. I got Aaron Hicks for a buck. I got all these guys like Franklin Barreto for a buck, who now looks like he's a starter. I got all these, (laughs) it's an ale only league. The team is loaded. uh, And it's, uh, we'll see. I'll probably screw it up, but you know, short season, who knows? But it's like my, my tower seems my best team.
1: Nice. Um, I did. I, I took Garrett Cole number one in a main event. So I didn't win. I got one, one and three in the NFC one leagues. Um, I got, I went with what a and ours, but I did decide. I, uh, and I went Cole and then when I had the third pick, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I might double up on Cole, but I bet, you know, the, the risk is if I want him and I don't take him one, he doesn't fall to three the next day. And he didn't. Uh, Cunha fell to three and the other one. So, uh, man, that's fun. Right. I know I heard you talking on XM that even though you weren't you were just kind of like ah, baseball, I'll do it because uh, kind of kind of because it's there. But once you're doing the main event, man, it's pretty intense and you're, you're, you're into this now. Right.
0: I got super into it once I started drafting. Even our draft, I started get into it. It was just once the draft started, I was like, I don't care. I was annoyed that I had to like pay attention again after all the prep and just waiting around and then the labor bullshit. And then totally. once I started drafting, I was like, oh yeah, this is my f- uh, fantasy baseball is my favorite fantasy sport. I love betting on football. I love fantasy football, but... For fantasy sports, baseball is where it's at to me. It's, it's just the best one. You, you construct the team. It's so football is kind of obvious, right? I mean, we like who we like. We might disagree. But the, the team construction part of it is pretty obvious.
1: Def- yes, right. Yeah. And, I, and I went crazy with, my, with pitchers. And this one main event was just absolutely loaded. Ryan Bloomfield from HQ, Vlad Sedler, Toby Batflip, Gordon Gecko, Maddie Davis. I guess this guy Chris Fessler has won the main event overall. Um so yeah it's uh, Scott Fleming I guess is good so Vlad's going nuts it's most loaded but Uh, It's so fun. It's like three and a half hour draft, 30 rounds, 15 team is so deep. You're right, the roster construction, but, and then everything's so different. It's like trying to talk to someone else who plays fantasy baseball and explain to them trying to attack saves. And in this year when it's really been shrunk to like a dozen closers, you can trust. And it is going so high and saves and steals with my crazy uh, pitching strategy. So fun, man. Yeah. The strategy is just, yeah, it's, 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 it's very different than, than football. And it's, uh, it's great, man. I loved it.
0: And all the main events are loaded every year the main event is just like the best players in the world there's 500 of them yeah, some of them you don't two, some that, of them yeah. you haven't heard of some of them you have but you know in your league you know in anybody's league I had rob silver and uh, john pausma the two guys who won the overall in my league
1: Yes, he was in mine too. Sorry, I, his name's not on there because he's teamy, But Rob Silver was in that same one. With, uh, yeah, it's is absolutely. It's yeah. like you're you right. you right. Everyone. I heard you. They're saying the same thing on the XM show. How loaded their league was. Everyone said everybody's that right. league is loaded.
0: Everybody's league is loaded because it's it's only really good players, and that that's what makes it fun, right? If you win it, if you win the league or win money, it's it's like legit. It's not. It's not like it's it's not like you know the, the expert leagues are hard too. I mean, it's not like easy to win friends and family, or it's not easy to win AL tout. But these are serious leagues for a lot of money so it's i I love it i it's i'm so into it now i'm so into baseball now all of a sudden i'm like checking every bit of news on rotowire i'm like checking all the box scores every morning i'm i'm totally in
1: definitely okay i don't want to go like over my teams or anything other than i decided uh this is a little crazy but uh i took josh Hader in the second round coming back in these 15 team uh one was at the wheel whatever two and three and the other was pick three. And when I first did it at 30, it was the highest of all the main events. But by the time I picked a couple of days later, uh, it was not at all. It was like basically ADP was settled in at 29 or something. So, I mean, even that's with Knievel possibly uh, taking some saves, but, uh, who knows if these relievers get blown up, you know, does it, you know, it, with just 30 innings, it's riskier in a way, but I don't know. I think they're really going to impact the ratios and the saves are just so, so tough. What are your thoughts on that? It's been in a second round pick on a closer.
0: Well, you must be nervous about our bet because not only do you lose Kershaw, I got Hader in the fourth round of that league. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Five, like, oh yeah. It's the more and I got I Freeman. I got Freeman in the third and he's, he's playing today. Didn't you get Blackman late? And now? I got Blackman in the eighth and he goes in like the fifth now. So I've just, I, that team loaded. So we'll see. It'll probably something bad will happen. I don't have that much pitching, like, so it's, it's yeah. not going to take I still that like much. Even that one, yeah. I still like my team in that one, but you're, continue. You're, you're, yeah. to, you're toast, but it doesn't matter. And you got Robles, and I got him. I think I got him in that one too. So um, it's a loaded team, and you know he's back from COVID or whatever he had. Uh, hitting
1: ninth, man. Even without who, um, yesterday without Soto, still hitting ninth. Frustrating, but still, I think he'll run. But uh, yeah,
0: it's not like there's Hater. a pitcher behind him or something where he's going to get bunted over. So DH. The DH is going to help the guys hitting low in the lineup. At the NL
1: definitely, for sure, yes. No, and, and the guys, yeah, and guys hitting uh, leadoff too. Like Chris Bryant doesn't
0: hurt as, as much, right? Exactly. So Peter hater and i think it's early i i just don't think you basically you run the numbers and the closers are worth very little and i sent you my spreadsheet basically i'll run the numbers as though you had to start two and a half relief pitchers per team and you had to start six and a half starters because that's actually how it is with the overall contest right like you don't really you could start nine starters and in which case relievers would be worth very little, but in practice, because you need to compete in the overall contest, everybody tries to start two to three relievers, so I said two and a half. So there's 12 teams, or we'll do the main but 15 teams. You have 30 starting relievers plus half, so you have 37 and a half starting with, let's say 37 starting relievers. So when you do the value of the relievers, you can't compare them to pitching in general. You gotta compare them to the replacement level relief pitcher, so I'd say like reliever 30 to 45 is the replacement level relief pitcher. Some have saves, some have strikeouts, some have ratios, and then you basically calculate uh, replacement you know, value above that replacement level, not above the replacement level pitcher. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And again, if, you, if you're not in one of these overall contests, talking about closers that early
0: would be insane. It wouldn't make it would sense. Sound, because yeah. you would then, in that case, if there's no overall contest and you didn't have to start relievers, then you would compare the relievers to the overall pool and they would be worth very little. Hater would be worth like 16 bucks or something like that. Maybe. So maybe 18. But when you use the replacement value of relievers, he'll get bumped up. He'll get bumped up to like 28 or something like that. But he doesn't get bumped up to, well, 28, whatever it is. If he gets to 28, and I, I can't remember what I had him at, if, he, if he's at twenty eight, that's not so far below the guys going late second, like it's the, or early third. It's not. It's that's about the dollar value of the guys going in that range. So it's not crazy to take him there uh, in the fifteen.
1: Yeah. So I know most of you, you want to come away with basically three closers, which equal two and a half. And I'm hoping he's my one and a half and I do only have to come with one other closer. Um, but um, I, what are your thoughts also like on doubling up as far as like I, I just happened to end up in the two main events, one with the number one pick and one with the number three. And since I just mapped out everything in uh, a similar draft slot, like kind of overlap, like I – I kind of actively avoided Blake Snell, who's going to kill me now. And I'm like really worried about him, but he fell like 35 picks later than the the other one I had him. So I did double up there. Maybe I shouldn't have, but do you like to consolidate or in an overall contest? Is that dumb? I mean, once I go Cole in one and then Acuna in the other, it's almost like it's different enough. Or is that not the case? Like what what are
0: your thoughts? What is your strategy in that? I like to double up if I can, as much as I can. I mean, I don't want to reach to double up, but if I like the player or – I'm like, I don't love Snell in round two, but I like him in round five or six or whatever, and he's there, I'll take him. Because I want to do well in all my leagues, right? I don't want to just write off a league and be like, okay, well, I did well in the main event, but these B Chrysalis leagues sucked. First of all, I'll probably right. have side bets in those other leagues. Second of all, and obviously you want to do well everywhere. And it's almost impossible to do well everywhere if you have too much diversity. You know, you you want like four or five core guys that you have in multiple leagues. So the best year I ever had was 2015. I want to say, I think it was 2015. And I had like Machado Harper. I had a bunch of the guys when they first really broke out and I, I didn't have them in every league, but I had Harper in like two or three Machado in two or three. And then I had a couple other good picks here and there, but I had a few core guys that were spread across a lot of the different leagues. And it's just, it's the only way to have a dominant year like that.
1: So yes. Okay. Good. I, I don't mind it either. And I've been doing the same and I target the same guys. It's funny though. that two drafts inevitably are different though. Like one, I had mapped out, you know, the strap, I was okay. I'm going to get to my strategy in a second. Um, uh, Was fine with hitters in the middle rounds and like four straight middle infielders went like 40 picks above ADP. So like just completely scrapped a plan that I had, like, just like, it was unbelievable. Whereas the other draft that I named more sharks are in pitching fell far further than I anticipated. So like, they really were like very, very different one day, uh, next to each other from similar spots. Um, but so, so my strategy is I've heard you guys talk about going pocket aces. It's almost too hard in 15 teamers. So drafting four straight, like I did, I would assume you think is, is, is not, would not be advised I drafted four straight pitchers and six of the first nine um, in a 15 team overall contest. You obviously you need steals. Uh, so, so thoughts on, on that. Obviously that's basically the opposite of what I did last year.
0: I think it's tough because it's not like football where you can draft like four running backs and, if two of them are really good, like top seven running backs, you're going to get so many points from those two guys, and it's just one—it's one category. Like points are all that you care about—that you'll be able to cobble together a good team just with these monster running backs. Pitching, hitting, steals—the different categories. If your pitching pans out so that you just dominate pitching, it's a huge leg up. But in an overall contest, it's still not enough. You know, you have to—you can't just be like dominant pitching and average hitting you're not going to win anything and then to be even average at hitting when you have six pitchers in the first eight rounds or whatever it's really hard in the 15 the 12 i think can be done a little easier because there's so many bats and in a short season especially with the variance you could probably just get your bats and get lucky but in the 15 like I, I it's gonna be hard for you to get enough at bats
1: See, in my, in my opinion, the DH did two things: it pushed up the, the elite starting pitching, and it just opened up so many at bats and so many interesting NL hitters. Um, whatever, at least fifteen or so. But I mean, I think it just really—I mean, it really is a big difference. And I, I know I get—I agree with you that the strategy is different: baseball, football, no doubt. But I really do just equate starting pitchers with with running backs, uh, and other than the sense that I can start more of them, and um, just you know those middle rounds where I think. Uh, you can get tight ends and quarterbacks and receivers. I just think uh, hitters and even I think bags are, are doable these days. But uh, I could be wrong. And uh, it was definitely an all-in strategy that I tried. But um, I went extreme, and we'll, we'll see. I um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's you could be right. But I do think the at bats. I, I will say this: at the end of round thirty in both in these leagues, I was like was like three or four sleeper names that I wanted to draft for hitters. Like it was still on the waiver wire. Like the at bats. To me with the dh um i don't know but but it could just be the complete moron and picking the year with the super uh you know extra juice ball and i was reading these reports just pitchers are just flat out take longer to be ready and they're even admitting it and you know all it takes a couple blow-ups in the early i mean maybe this is just flat out the wrong year to do it but i I would stand by the strategy in any year
0: yeah well i I think what happens is there's a lot of bats that you like late and this guy's going to be dh or Howie kendrick's going to get at bats and but it's all in theory, right? Like I like a lot of these guys. I took Tyler O'Neill. I'm like Tyler O'Neill's a starter, he's speed and power. What's not to like?
1: But Carlson may replace
0: him. Yeah, player. or he may. But he may replace Harrison Bader. He may not replace Tyler O'Neill, or Dexter Fowler. And so, but it's like Tyler O'Neill's not. Gar- he's he's got the job, but it's not. You're not locked into the at-bats. When you get hitters like Paul Goldschmidt in round seven, who I got in the main event, I don't even like Goldschmidt. He's got the at-bats. Chris Bryant in round four, he's got the at-bats. Devers in round two, he's got the at-bats. Guys like that, you can't compare. Maybe Andrelton Simmons, who I got late, he's got at-bats. There's guys like that, I guess. But there's not that many. And so I I think it's hard. I think it's easy to get guys who might get the at-bats. Like I I have Carter Kibum everywhere. Because I was like, oh, he's going <laughs> to yes, start.
1: I know the, the guy, your biggest
0: portfolio. I've got him find. in every league, and, and th- that I. But, and how, like, but do you have him in <laughs> <laughs> El like, Sorry, sorry. I don't know. Maybe I misspoke. I, you know, I did. I did go back and listen to that. I was like, no, I don't think I was that. It was that unclear. Like, I think he was spaced out. But anyway, I was like, I was like, are you dense? got to be that big of a dick, though. Yeah, I way. was a dick about it. I was a dick, but it was just sort of like it was like the third time. Um, and but okay. the point is that like I have this, you know, I have keyboard. But I'm like, oh, you know top prospect, good park, starting job. He's going to qualify at two different positions and corner and middle. Like He's available late. Got him in every league, including the keeper league, but we just had him as a minor leaguer. And of course, opening day, he's not playing. Of course he's not playing. And I'm like, okay, great. Now I wasn't counting on him, but I had Dylan Carlson in that league and him and I had Tom Murphy. Luckily I got Isaiah Kiner-Falefa as my catcher side, a third catcher I moved him in. But it's like, you know, a few of my guys, like Tom Murphy, when the fab was run, had fouled the ball off his foot, but he was back like DHing in the game. So I was like, ah, oh, he's fine. So I think there's going to be a lot of that. So the, the guys like the Chris Bryants and the Manny Machados and the Paul Goldschmidts, the Anthony Rizzos, even though he had a back problem, but he looks like he's all right. All those guys that you got in the middle rounds where you were taking pitching, those are guaranteed at bats. The late guys, who knows?
1: And it's going to be a crazy, especially crazy year because, A, every year is the craziest year ever. You know, it's like, I don't remember this many.
0: This is going to be the craziest year ever. This is going to
1: be. But but, but not only the COVID, but also there are going to be more injuries than ever because of just the weird offseason and all that and just the unknowns. And so just, and obviously one team's not even playing in their home. um, But so just craziness for sure. I got you. And the at bats, um, yeah, it's just going to be insanity. So speaking of which, I'm already. Uh, I wasted a couple picks possibly on my guy, Gossman, because the Giants may not have any of their pitchers pitch more than four innings. I want to say, though, Cueto, I don't know how much you watch that. I didn't watch. I'll send send you a clip then um, uh, because – it was ridiculous the time he was disrupting timing doing these shimmy doing this like dance dance revolution and his wind up it was it was a thing to behold truly entertaining out there and just wanted to give you credit since he's your side of the bet and like Gossman I don't know what they're going to do with their rotation but I'll tell you what a lot of teams may do that and I may have underrated that I know people are concerned even stars like Paddock do you think the do you see how loaded the Padres bullpen is like it's it's ridiculous but um anyway interesting about about The, the, how many of those starters you say, you say the at bats, I may counter, they may only be 15 to 18 starters who, 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 you know, pitch like actual
0: starters. Yeah. But a lot of those guys will be like the Oda Rizzi's. I know he's a little banged up and the, you know, Mike Miners and the Lance Lynn's like veteran guys who know how to pitch. I think a lot of the, the guys who go deep aren't necessarily going to be the pad, you know, paddock and glass. Now I think those guys are risky, right? Although I think like Giolito and those guys will probably pitch full starts. But yeah, there's going to be some of that. I I was supposed to pick Paddock a couple times where I needed pitching and I had a bad feeling. I don't know. You know what? I just trust my instincts so much and maybe it's to my detriment sometimes. But if it's my turn, I'm about to pick a guy and I have a weird misgiving on it, like just in my body. I'm like, I'll just pass.
1: Yeah. No, I do that too. I have the same thing. And there's no like rhyme or reason whatsoever. Just want some of your guys. And, um, do you find, I I feel like you do have that. You kind of have a bias toward guys. Like they've, they've, they've reached this, the list seal of approval. You know what I mean? They've kind of like been in you in the past and they've kind of, kind of end up on your teams perennially. Is that, is that, is that some truth to that?
0: Oh, there's, there's truth to that. I mean, it's funny. I always end up with Chris Bryant and he doesn't really have that much upside, but as long as he's healthy, I feel like he's one of those guys that is just a, good player. He's going to get, you know, 275, 280 in a full season with close to 30 homers and a lot of runs and some ribbies. He's just, he's just going to do what he's supposed to do if he's healthy. And so like in round four, I took him, I took him in round six in the, in the beat Chris list in the second one, I just ended up with guys like, and that was when I was going to pick Paddock in round four. I, and I was like, I really need another pitcher, but I was about to push Paddock. And I was like, I don't have a good feeling about it. And I just, Went the nutless monkey route and took the safe guy, and we'll see. Maybe it's not even that safe. The COVID thing is so crazy though, because like, Juan Soto has this out of the blue. We didn't, you know, we didn't know he was delayed.
1: Braves catchers the hours before opening day. They're starting their top two catchers. That's kind of important.
0: But right, no, that's big. And then, oh, by the way, the, right now is recording Degrom and Soroka zero zero in the fifth inning. So catching hasn't screwed up Soroka too much so far. Uh, Degrom is t- dealing completely, which I should have taken him, but then he the back thing and anyway, what the hell was I just saying?
1: I, yeah, people getting yeah. uh, uh I, I, oh yeah the COVID right yeah the COVID that, that's it. Oh, so
0: oh. you know so the two catchers get COVID, Soto gets COVID, and this report that Soto's not the only guy in the Nats who got it, someone else has it. And two things occurred to me. One is this is just going to be. A shit
1: show. Oh, is that true? Because uh, then I also heard that, yeah, that, uh, the right away test tested negative. Yeah, he'd been around the clubhouse after that other test that came back positive. So someone else, that's not good because I loaded up on them. I liked that that open DH, man. I,
0: uh, It'll probably be Keyboom as far you know, just because I have them everywhere. This is going to be a shit show. I mean, it's going to just come up all the time. And in some ways, like Blackman and Freeman are the guys to get because they can't get it. They already had it. You almost want to get the COVID guys already because you can't get blindsided. The second thing is that. This thing could get shut down.
1: The athletes are putting themselves at greater risk. I mean, the, 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 when you look at the death rates, um, I don't know. I, I think that they've just accepted that. I, I, there's so much money involved. I, I get what you're saying, right or wrong. And it seems to me a lot of real smart people are very skeptical it's going to work. And, and, and football, they're acting like it's, it's, you know, a big, big question mark. Um, but, I don't know I, I the NBA had zero positives come back uh, baseball's not had that many really. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I just hope I'm hoping so much because I love sports so much and I'm twisted. It's possible.
0: I think they should be allowed to play. I think it's something they want to do. They're, they're informed of the risks. They're doing what they can to mitigate them. We don't really know how dangerous it is to people their age doesn't seem to be especially dangerous to people their age. We don't know for sure.
1: But yes, the, and the long-term unknown effects that I totally understand. Well, you heard about Eduardo Rodriguez. Tell, tell anyone to say if they opted out. I would never judge anyone of that as for a second. Yeah, he has a heart condition probably, right? Yes. It, it's, a serious, serious. it's serious. It's serious. It's
0: serious it has serious serious. like damage to his heart from the disease. So that's the counterexample. That's somebody who's young. Now, maybe it'll go away, but if it doesn't, I mean, that's, that's serious. So... You know, he's, I don't think he got it from playing baseball. I don't think, I think he, he had it from something else. I think, but still, but that's the other thing. Like you're not risk-free just because you're not playing baseball.
1: Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. I know it's an imperfect solution to all these. Problems. I mean, I mean, it's not like, it's not like the
0: alternative to playing baseball is quarantining in your home by yourself. You're still going to be going out to the park and doing stuff, probably seeing people, you know, we see people, as I said, I didn't want to go out in a big group, but we see people, you know, it's, it's not like no, doubt. no it's doubt. Yes. Like baseball yes. is some special thing. So anyway, it's, it was yeah. it's been no, cool, again, cool to watch the last couple days.
1: Yeah. Okay. And one other, uh, uh I'm glad it's, I could even complain about such things, but Angel Hernandez, this hilarious strike zone. Uh, I know maybe the whole world's going to be, uh, different in, in 10 days or 10 months, but I was and really honestly, I would think in a couple years, it's just going to be laughable that we didn't have robot ump's at least at home plate. Like, how is this not a, a legitimate strike zone? Like, this is silly, right? I mean, this is like uh, like giving cigarette candy to kids, right? I mean, it seems this absolutely laughably, hysterically archaic.
0: Maybe. I could see some second-order effects of robot umps that would be annoying.
1: Like, like let, you said—I you know, brought this up before, and you said, what, they'd hack the system or something is what you said, well, right? Well,
0: uh, what if the system— got hacked or what if the system like had a glitch like there was a, a an error in like one of the you what know, some of the What's equipment more likely
1: what if the, like the human ha- what if the human have the off day or a human was paid off okay I so, mean, so, I don't so, know. so
0: here's the difference and and we can get into this with driverless cars too let's say uh a, you have a driverless car you know google cars driving around the country and it goes a hundred thousand miles with, you know, it'll be occupied by a person, but the person's not driving, and there's zero accidents, zero fender benders, it's perfect. And you go 100,000 miles, you've gotten into a couple fender benders, you've jammed on the brakes a couple times, you got into a minor accident. Okay, so it's like the, the car, the robot car is a better driver than you, because it just doesn't get tired, it doesn't get distracted, whatever. But now let's say we're doing, dealing in real time with 10 million robot cars interacting with each other all at once, that level of complexity. And let's say that uh, there's some malfunction in one of the brands or one of the satellites that you know relay it, or there's weather affects something, or someone goes rogue, or there's a hacker. There's a million possibilities. And instead of uh, being distracted, one person and not jamming on the brakes, uh, the car just goes 100 miles an hour into the other car. Like it just doesn't even know to stop. Mm-hmm. Right into a car. You're sleeping in the back seat. You know, you're like it's my driverless car. It's perfect. Yeah. There's 10,000 cars that do this at once because one of the cell towers malfunctions or sends bad data for some reason or is hacked. 10,000 cars go 100 miles an hour wherever they are in whatever direction they're going. That will be yeah. damage at a scale that human error can't even yeah, it's, it can't even come close to. So it's not as dire in sports, but it's the same principle. Not quite, not quite comparable what we're talking it, about. it is, though, in the sense that, let's say, there's a, a World Series game and the thing is just off. The chip is just off. It's off by like a couple of inches.
1: Like so, when LeVon Hernandez struck out 18 Braves in the playoffs. with so uh, that strike, right. I think a ball bounced into Eric right. Gray called it a strike. It was okay. Not swinging. But, but anyway, okay.
0: okay. And say it's a little bit off and it's like, wow, that was a strike. The, the, you know, the, ump whatever the technology they call it, gave him a strike. Wow. I guess that was, it's hard to see, but it looked like it was a little off the plate and the player, the hitter's like, what the hell? And then, another strike it's like zero and two in a huge at bat and then the hitter swings at the next one because he's like okay i guess i got to swing at this strike three and then you know an inning or two goes by and it just ch- changes the whole game okay well we we had to fix that well now it's like okay well the technology now what about these other games and they go back and they're like actually there's like 40 games during the year where like the thing was calibrated a little bit wrong and you're like well we had Tim Donahue. We had, as you said, what was the guy's name in the Marlins? The leave Hernandez I think game. It was Eric, I'm Eric Greg. I'm Greg. We have angel though. Hernandez. I that. Yeah. So we have a couple of games that are bad and we have some bad umpiring. It, it, there's probably a lot of games you could go back, but the, if you think that technology is just going to get this perfect, you know, it, I, it's a problem. And also, I no, it doesn't have
1: to be like that. I it doesn't be perfect. It just has to be a lot better right now. It's, it's at, what? 51%. I feel like technology could get it at 99%.
0: I think it's going to be better when it's better, but when it's worse, it's going to be consistently worse. If something's off, it's going to be totally off. Now, maybe there'll just be a thing where you can override it and be like, whoa, 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 this is off. Pause the game. And then everyone's going to be waiting for the thing to get fixed. I don't I just don't think these things are that, I don't think we have it like that tight. You know, we're talking about the chip in the ball near the end zone. Like, why are we having these guys look at it and replay it? The chip goes over, boom, it's a touchdown. We just know it just, it crosses the magic line. But what if the chip is such that like it, it starts crossing when it's four inches before the line and it dings. Now you can't override that. So I don't know, man, maybe, maybe we'll get to a point where it's so reliable that we're, that we trust a hundred percent, but I could see a lot of disaster and, and worse disaster than an ump making a bad ball strike call. Now, obviously if, if that, I don't know what happened in that game where the guy was doing it just consistently. I guess he felt like once he started doing it, he had to stay consistent or something. But usually when a human makes an error, like in the car example, it's like you jam on the brakes and you skid to a stop and you, you make an error unless you're like blacked out drunk. But when a computer makes an error, it makes the error all in at hundred miles an hour. It doesn't, it has no, it doesn't know what's going on. So it doesn't, mitigate anything it just makes a horrible error so that's my Uh, yeah i
1: I, okay all right i I think i still call for robot umps but having talked when you're bringing up self-driving cars i actually was going to ask you what's up with this tesla stock man is that just gonna is sure to crash or what
0: i mean the tesla is it went up the other day now it's it's gone down like you know 10 or 12 percent in the last couple days but there was one day it went up 10 or 11 percent and it's already so high now that it went up buy more than Ford's total market cap in one day. It went up more. And Ford makes sells like, I don't know how many more times as many cars as Tesla, 10 or 20 or 100 times, as many, like way more cars it sells. Not like that Ford is in great shape or anything, but it went up by Ford's entire market cap in one day. Okay. And I, I have a put on Tesla, which uh, isn't looking too great. I bought it at 929 thinking this is absurd. And now it's 1,400 something, 1,417. After being down, like it was up to like 1,700 at one point. A month after I bought the put at 929. But...
1: I think it's going to drop though, isn't it?
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's the problem. Once the price gets untethered from reality entirely... Fourteen hundred? Why not five thousand? Why not? Why not? I mean, fourteen hundred doesn't make any sense based on their earnings. Uh, they reported like some kind of profit, and the guys I follow were like, "Yeah, it was a profit because they got some sort of credit from some uh, government." It wasn't because their like cars were profitable. All of a sudden, the business was profitable. Secondly, their biggest source of revenue is from selling uh, green credits to other companies, right? I think there is programs in place where if you sell electric cars, you get credits from the government. And they get so much credit because they're so below the emission standards. They can sell. To, they can sell those credits. You can trade them on the open market to companies who make money on SUVs. So that's how they make their money. They're not. Their cars are not even profitable yet. And it is so insane the valuation of this company, and it makes no sense. But once you realize that it makes no sense, then you got to be very careful because you, you realize if it doesn't make sense, then it could not make sense for at any number. There's, you can't say, oh, look, this makes no sense. Well, if it's four times as much as no sense, why can't be eight times as much as no sense? Once, once you're, it's like, if I bet you a million dollars on tonight's baseball game, one of tonight's baseball games, and I lose the next day, I'm like, all right, double or nothing. And you're like, all right, cool. Well, why don't we get double that thing again? I mean, it doesn't mean anything. It's so much money that you're never going to get paid. It doesn't matter. Once the valuation is so crazy, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, and some people think that the that you know Musk is protected somehow by it's like you know the SpaceX stuff, and he it's an important part of the strategic yeah. na- you know national security that he's involved in. And so they're just not going to let it drop. But to me, it seems like a greater fool thing where you just you're just owning that stock because you think there's someone down the road, you could sell it to for a higher price, even though it has nothing to do with earnings or prospective earnings or any of that.
1: Yeah, that one definitely I'm curious about. It looks like uh, an odd one for sure. One other final thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, the, I read, I don't know if you saw um, the, the people behind that, that Twitter hack talked to the New York Times, and it turned out they were like kids, and they came away with 12 and a half Bitcoin. Man, that seems light, doesn't it, for such a crazy
0: wow. thing to come across? I mean, 12 and a half Bitcoin is nothing to sneeze at if you're a kid. That's good money. No, I know.
1: Sure, if they're kids, right? 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 But I guess it's at least I guess it's company to no, know there wasn't more to it there.
0: I guess because they had a ton of well, information. Again, that's the New York Times, right? I mean, yeah, what, I know, what I the know. people whose DMs that they might have think about having Joe Biden and Trump and all the DMs of all these people.
1: I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm curious right. your opinion on this. So I that's, they could, you know, know.
0: they could cause real problems for a lot of people. So. Wouldn't it be nice if the story was, oh, it's just a bunch of kids and they yeah, yeah, okay. got a few All Bitcoin right. and, but no big deal. And then they talked to the New York Times
1: about it, but we didn't press further to arrest them. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. Well,
0: they don't. I mean, if right because they're extorting people, right? And then secondly, let's say in a couple of months, let's say there was a real hacker and it wasn't you know just some kids and in a few months, like some leaked, DM. You know, the real the real blackmail is like, no, you better send me like a thousand Bitcoin. Otherwise, the Joe Biden DMs are going to be leaked. Maybe that's you know, the real game if you're the hacker. Right, right. You've got some really valuable shit. And they, you know, what I would do if I were the, the campaign, I'd, I'd like figure out some people to say that they did it, call the New York Times, have them publish a story. And when the shit comes out, just be like, no, this is some made-up bullshit. These aren't my DMs. This is what the... No, we know these kids did it, right? We already know these kids. Like, I, again, I know this sounds paranoid and tinfoil hat and whatever, but the thing is like, how the fuck do we know? What's true about this? Uh, who's the New York Times? The New York Times is an arm of the government at this point. They're just... Their sources and intelligence sources say, and they publish whatever they're told to publish. They're not, a, they're not reporting news like to tell us the truth. Maybe some of the reporters are. Maybe some of it's still that. But how the hell do we know? There's been, the Russiagate thing was like pushed by the Times.
1: Oh, they're doxing Scott Alexander. And, was it them that did Tucker
0: well, they're Carlson? Trying to, they're, yeah, they're trying to dox Tucker yeah. Carlson. I mean, this yeah. is not... What the fuck is this paper? I don't know. So, when they publish something like that, my first question. I
1: wanted to ask you. Sure. No, no. I brought it up for. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was curious. I I don't know.
0: It it could be totally exactly what they're saying. It's a bunch of kids. They hacked it. They got some Bitcoin. And that's the whole story. They don't care that they got the DMs of all these incredibly powerful people. They're just going to delete them. And that's that. They obviously had enough to extort 12 Bitcoin. 12 Bitcoin's more than 100 grand,
1: so... Oh, no, I was going to say, that, yes, that's nothing to see that at all, for sure. And especially, uh, hopefully, in the future, I think it might be uh, looking... You know, what are your thoughts on that? Looking good?
0: Well, it moved up the other day, finally. It was very steady. It's never that Literally. steady. Yeah. No. And now it's moved up about 9,600. This guy followed Macroscope on Twitter. He was, a, I guess he's a former trader or current trader. And he says that you know, the way these hedge funds look and the people on Wall Street look... They don't want it at ninety five or ninety two. They want it at over ten thousand. Once it's over ten thousand, not just touches ten thousand, but stays there for a week or two, then, Nuts. then they get okay. This is this is legit. We want in, and when they get in, then there's you know it's the game theory thing where if one hedge fund gets in and and your clients want it or you know some bank wants it, they just made it so banks can now hold. I'm oh, just going to
1: say the banks. Yes. What does that? Yes. Yes. That was my so,
0: next. So another guy, followed, Jimmy Song, said. Yeah, if banks, I like
1: that guy. yeah, I his cowboy hat,
0: sweet. He said that if banks are suddenly getting permission to custody Bitcoin, that means some high net worth individuals who are comfortable with banks are pushing for it. They want to own some, right. and when those guys start getting it, then other people in their circles, their orbit, are like, "Ah, I better get a little bit of that." You know, maybe half a percent of my billion dollar wealth. Well, half a percent of a billion dollars is five million dollars. You know, so it's like a bunch of people are putting 5 million, that's going to move the price. And then it starts going up and you have like, you start maybe having some sovereign nations. Does Iran want some Bitcoin because the U.S. is sanctioning them and they can use that to buy stuff? You know, does Venezuela want some Bitcoin? Well, if they start buying, you know, a couple billion each on that, then the price goes up more. And then what does the U.S. have to do? They're like, wait, we can't, we don't want to buy in when Bitcoin is a million dollars of Bitcoin because... That's gonna cost us everything. Let's get some now. It becomes, you know, a race to get it. So that's the that's sort of the game theory upside of it. We'll see if it actually happens. But
1: so so you don't have to answer with, with specifics, of course, but just I'm curious, what if suddenly but my b of a or suddenly started uh, backing bitcoin is or, or would you still treat it as not your keys not your bitcoin exactly even more so
0: i mean those are like the All worst right. the, the, okay. yeah I, I trust square more than bank of america okay. and <laughs> and i don't really trust square you know that's okay, <laughs> right. okay. but but nevertheless good news for the future that's oh, good uh, 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 everything's good they're building stuff the lightning network is this thing where you can make payments for small things like coffee and everyday things without having to go on the blockchain when you run a node, you're basically recording the whole history of the blockchain, and it's very hard to duplicate. It. it makes it very hard to counterfeit or fake it, and that's what makes it secure. But but it's also you know expensive and cumbersome, and you can't. We just don't have the bandwidth on each Bitcoin block to record everybody's coffee purchase and everybody's you know ordering something online, and it's just too much. So they're going to have these off chain solutions. It's just like you know, with, if you have. Uh, you know, like a tab at a, a restaurant or something, you, you order for like a month and then you settle up at the end of the month. You're going to have this right. lightning transactions and you settle up every so often when, you know, you, you put like $500 worth of Bitcoin in it and it, and you spend it and take some in takes take some out and, you know, we go back and forth with our bets and only at the very end do we need to put it back to the blockchain. Uh, and right. so you're not recording all this little stuff. A, it's, it's more private. You're not all your comes and goings aren't on the blockchain. It's not public information. And, and B... Uh, it keeps it lean and yet at the same time becomes possible to transact in it You know, for small stuff.
1: And can you kind of trace what these guys are doing with the the
0: Bitcoin that they got through that blockchain, these hack Twitter hackers? I think, and I'm not, I don't know that much about this, but I think it's when you exit the exit to fiat, uh, so the on-ramps and off-ramps. So let's say I do a hack or do something illegal, blackmail you and get you to send me a bunch of Bitcoin and, and you see the address that it's sent to. Right? you don't know who I am. It's just a, it's just a public key. But mm-hmm. I think when I then sell that Bitcoin for dollars or euros or whatever, there's a bank account with a name attached. So I think that's how a lot of the, that's how you would catch somebody. I think, but don't quote me on that. I could be okay. wrong. I think it's when you try to convert this Bitcoin into something else is where, it, you know, it's on the blockchain. Traceable. But it, yeah, it becomes traceable to a name and right. to an identity. Right. right. All right, man. Uh, that's all I got for you. What, what do you got? I had a couple more things. One is uh, there's, a, there's a dam in China. There's flooding in China, like really serious flooding. I mean, it's like you know, in the U.S. and the Midwest, there's serious flooding every so often. Yes,
1: I've seen pictures. Yes, yes. I have not, I have not seen like a ton of reports at all, but now that you've mentioned it, I've seen some crazy pictures. Yes, I should. Yeah, that's probably a major issue that's getting underreported here.
0: So I don't know. I, you know I've heard just it's, uh, it's the Three Gorges Dam, and I think there's like 400 million people who live like downstream from down river from it or whatever. And apparently a dam collapse is, it's a natural disaster on the level of not quite a super volcano, but like a major volcano. It's not like a, it is a major, major risk. It could flood like millions and millions of people. And I think that it's, it's getting taxed by the amount of water that's building up and they're doing stuff. I don't know. I, I probably should have read more about it before starting this podcast, but uh, it is a massive issue in China, which already has lots of other problems. Obviously, COVID is affecting them like everybody else, and then there's also, you know, issues with the economy, just like ours. So they have all that going on, and uh, and there's there's something that I was reading about. This can be total BS, but like there's something in, I guess, Chinese politics and culture called the mandate from heaven, which is sort of like the ruler, the leader gets his mandate from heaven and it, they're not religious, but like sort of like if you're, if something horrible, natural disaster thing happens, it may sour the people on, on G that, that they might think, okay, this guy doesn't have it anymore. Like he, the horrible stuff's happening on his watch and it, it puts the communist party at risk. So I don't know if that's true. I just read that somewhere and I'll, I'm just sort of parroting that, that, that this is like, that he's, you know, fighting for his life and there it's, it might be literally the case that's a huge, huge story going on in the world.
1: No, I'll definitely look more into that. Cause like I said, I've come across these pictures, but yeah, not much other than that. So yeah, that sounds disastrous. Oh man. Other crazy. crazy. Day, an, another, yeah, it, cra- I think it's a horrible storm coming into Hawaii too. I think, I think that we're like dealing with, we're, we're going to deal with really bad, like hurricane season two or something too. I, I think
0: I read. Yeah. So that's going Go on. Ahead. And then, and then the other crazy thing is Dave Portnoy, Barstool sports, this guy's been uh, basically saying Warren Buffett sucks and he can crush Buffett because Buffett's been in cash this whole time as the markets run up and Portland has just been buying stocks. He picked like three random letters of the alphabet, and made money on that stock. <laughs> yeah. and pulling out of the
1: Scrabble. There's yeah. a picture of him
0: pulling out of the Scrabble box.
1: Yeah. So he's just like, <laughs> complete,
0: he's just, you know, and he's making all this money and then all these people are following him. and He's mocking all the wall street people and there's some validity to it. It's kind of a critique of the bullshit, you know, the Jim right. Cramers and people like pretending like they know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They're just, but then, so, so that's one whole thing, and then all the Robin Hood traders and all his followers are just buying stuff, and it's kind of this tidal wave that's actually had to make some like, serious pros like, cover their shorts, because the, the retail people are just you know, going crazy with their stimulus checks, apparently. But then he just interviewed Trump. I don't know if you saw that. He was invited to the White House to interview Trump.
1: Yeah, yes. It didn't happen yet, did
0: it? No, it did. I saw it. they posted some clips. Oh
1: no! I heard. I saw, I saw that it was filmed so, tuned I absolutely will go watch that. No, how was it? No, it, I, it's, I, I it's very soft.
0: It, it, it's the softest interview Trump's ever gotten. You know, the media is like so hard on him, hates him. It's honestly like the most softball interview he's ever gotten. But it's more just this fucking guy is interviewing the president of the United states. Like it's yeah, it just it I is
1: saw crazy. the bars pulled. Oh, okay, that's funny. And then he, did he gave him a softball interview though. That's that's too bad. I thought he would it be. It uh, was a very. Of, soft, like, it the, was
0: a very. He made jokes and stuff. It was like personable, but it was like, you know, he was just there to be like, to just goof basically, and you know be his friend you know be like more like i mean he's the guy
1: that won the bidding to watch monday night football with goodell but he failed a background check so they bought him they bought right. him out I mean, but, they right. let him do
0: so he wasn't he couldn't do the nfl one but he was able to do the uh, in in the white house in the, white
1: house in the white house in the white house right wow that is funny that's i'll go check it out but it's too bad to hear that it's just softball interview though
0: it's super softball uh, it's like you know I, I i watched a clip or two it's 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 not like terrible but it's He's definitely not. He's not asking him tough questions. Put it that way.
1: Any thoughts on political talk? People laughing at Trump for his cognitive uh, ability, his talking about the names of your members. I don't know. Just Nothing really to... I I
0: think Trump... Honestly, like... Again, like I have no problem if people hate Trump, and I I think you should hate whatever politician you want to hate. I think they're really the, the figures in the public that are putting themselves out there for whatever it is that they have coming to them. But... I do not think Trump is slipping cognitively. He seems perfectly uh in his way, in his you know way that he talks, perfectly cogent. There's there's no senility there. He's he's just like he was 5 years ago basically as far as I can tell. Uh, Biden, I think this is the weirdest thing ever. I saw some guys joking that uh, you, you saw, obviously, Trading Places, the movie Trading Places, Eddie Murphy. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's been a, yes, 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 yes. Eddie Murphy's like I smoke. was partial to coming to America as a kid, but, and I need to see that's, Trading that's Places again. It's, been it's not. Long, Trading, I love
0: coming to those two movies aren't in the same class. Trading Places is like a really good movie. Anyway, so, oh, Jerry. Yeah, so Eddie, Eddie Murphy's like this homeless guy. He's a homeless guy in Philadelphia, and Dan Aykroyd's just like – you know, young professional blue blood guy who went to all the Ivy league schools, whatever. And the, the Dukes Randolph and Mortimer Duke, who like run this gigantic company decide they they bet a dollar that they can turn the homeless guy into a success and ruin Dan Aykroyd, whether, whether if you take a homeless guy that he can do just as well as, you know, like a, a blue blood, if we just give him like a little bit of training, whatever. And and, he doesn't know that All he knows is Eddie Murphy all of a sudden Knows that he gets hired And doesn't understand why And Dan Aykroyd just has His life destroyed And he doesn't understand why Like drugs are planted on him All the stuff You know police arrest him And Eddie Murphy Is like smoking a J In the In the uh, Bathroom stall After hours And the Dukes come in And he like puts the J In his mouth Because he's like Uh oh Like he hears them and he, he talks about a dollar. They, he hears them make a, one, a a bet. He's like, "Oh, so it looks like I won the bet." Like our guy Randolph, or whatever his name is, is not Randolph. I don't know I Eddie Valentine. Eddie is doing just fine, and you know whatever. And he's like, "Okay, you won." It's here. It is. I'll pay you off. It's one dollar. Like they just rearrange those dudes' lives right. for one dollar. So then Eddie Murphy okay. finds Dan Aykroyd and like explains it to him. But but the thing is, these people, these guys on Twitter were saying. I bet Randolph and Mortimer Duke bet a dollar that we could get a totally demented, senile, serial, molester slash sexual assaulter guy elected president. Like okay, bet a dollar. it's just as crazy. It's crazy It's <laughs> putting a homeless guy into bed. It's crazier, actually. They're like, we're gonna hide this guy. He's he's completely senile. He most, you know, he's accused very credibly of sexual assault. He, there's videos of him rubbing and groping and kissing women, just apropos of nothing and young girls. And we're going to get this guy elected because fuck it. We can. So think what you want, vote for whoever you want, or don't vote at all or vote for Kanye. It doesn't sound like Kanye is uh, going to end up. Oh, running. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, That sounds like that's, that's good, that was that's just a, chance. just a, yeah. Flight of fancy. So, uh, but that, that's just my view on the political thing. He's like one guy like him or hate him he seems all there and we, you may not like what's there and the other guy i don't even know what the hell that is i don't even know i mean it's elder abuse i don't know what this is i don't know what that i can't even i can't even believe that it's just it's unbelievable what's going on there i the more reality is weirder than anything you could come up with It's just unbelievable it's like they don't investigate the Epstein oh, no story question. the biggest story of the Uh, the biggest scandal of our lifetimes is just going unreported by any major news organization. They're just not digging at all. I mean, why haven't the uh, prison guards who just happened to not be there when he uh, allegedly hanged himself, why haven't they been interviewed? Well, who told you to leave? What was exactly the message there? How was that possible? Did you know the other guy wasn't leaving there? Who was in charge of the cameras? When did it malfunction? When did they notice it was malfunctioning? Who's the warden who gave permission for them to leave? What's the normal protocol? What the fuck? Jelaine Maxwell's in the same jail. What are the protocols now? Like, there's just nobody asking these questions. These are obvious questions. Why isn't the New York Times, and I mean, I know why, but I mean, just from like the naive, like, oh, these are news organizations. The Washington Post going in there and finding out who's in charge and asking those questions. Why isn't that happening? That's not happening. We have a guy who's completely brain dead and unable to utter a sentence, even with the teleprompter in front of him, even with a thing written in front of him as the front runner for president for the Democrats. I'm going on for a bit. I got one more thing, but I'll let you, do you have anything else? Cause I got one last thing. No, keep going. So there's some polling that came out that like some very significant percentage of uh, Trump supporters don't feel comfortable voicing their support. Like they, they feel like there could be professional consequences. And, and obviously like and we, we talked about this before. If you were to just come out for Biden and say, I know he's a little bit losing it, but it's my only choice. I got to do it no professional consequences, right? Right, correct. But if you were to come out and say, I love Trump, I'm voting for him, or even I don't even like him, but I got to vote for him, whatever. People might think you, you might suffer some consequences if you did come out for him.
1: That appears to be the case in the world right now, yeah.
0: Okay, so this is just a fact, right? So there are consequences. And then Matt Taibbi was like tweeting, and everyone's like, yeah, you should be fired if you donated to Trump. That's egregious. You can't donate to him. I would want someone fired, a colleague who donates him. So this is real. So, okay, so polls have Biden way of head, and he, maybe he will win. I, it would be, you know, again, Mortimer will win the dollar from Randolph when, when Biden actually gets elected president. But this, do you trust the polls, given the fact that nobody, you think a pollster calls, I mean, we talked about this, and you're not even allowed, you don't know who's on the other, and you don't really know that it's a pollster, or it might be someone at your job, or someone going to exploit you and play the recording. You think people are telling the truth on these polls? You think we can rely on polls ever again in this climate?
1: Well, yeah, and poll- Yeah, polls or stats. Right? What about just stats in general, just coming through to listening to the uh, quote-unquote experts? But yeah, and, and not to mention the last presidency, which obviously is dealing with the same person, so shouldn't there be a, a gigantic error bar for this one as well?
0: But it's gotten so much worse, right? In 2016, so, it wasn't by that much. I mean, he won by a very small margin in a few states. It wasn't like...
1: But what I'm no, but he was a massive underdog a week before. He was he was massive. a
0: nine, yeah. He was a huge underdog. Yeah, but it was like ten to one, something like that, you know, ish. Ten to one comes in, right? There's upsets in football that are ten to one upsets. Yeah. But but now, but it, but then at least like, it was embarrassing for people to say, "Oh, I support Trump." That could have caused them something. But this is way worse now. Now it's like they've so-
1: I, I, I've seen people say the polls. You know, no one's had this big of a you know a lead for this long in a long time. And then I think even like Matt Stoller, a guy I gen- generally like, said this election's over or whatever. And I feel like oh man, he, he's a smarter guy than me who follows his politics. Maybe it is, but I, I would think you should remain skeptical of the polls. I'm with you. That's how I feel like. It how can remained, you rely on the polls? I mean, so what- thing: what, how, what if what if they actually do debate and Biden speaks? I mean, all bets are off. Right? They're going to hide they him.
0: They're going to find a they're going to find a way out of that. They're going to just totally keep hiding him.
1: Totally, yes, I don't think there will be. I'll believe it when I see it. But if a debate actually happened, boy, then take a poll because things things could change. So I don't know. But uh, but there are people, like I said, that Stoller uh, said, you know, this election's over. Like it, like it's a done deal. You know, like that Trump has lost.
0: I mean, he could be right. He could be right. It could be a landslide, but. I think I would bet. I don't want to make this bet because I don't have to. I think I probably get odds, but I would bet even money right now that Trump would beat Biden. Interesting. Yeah, you would get some. Yeah, interesting. Okay. I think I, would, I think you would get odds, but I, I I think the polls are they they were flawed before, but I think they're borderline worthless now because what is a poll? It is a it is a you take a poll of people that you contact randomly. And what makes you think those people are responding reliably? I, I just don't understand. I don't understand who answers the phone anymore when, when you see a number you don't know. I don't even know who... The whole thing is so crazy. So, um, I, yeah. And then, you know, there's a whole other question of mail-in ballots and COVID and whether gonna, anyone's going to accept... If Trump wins again, I mean, they didn't accept the election the first time. It's going to be like Russia cheating ballots. And then if Biden wins, it's going to be like mail-in ballots or frauds.
1: Trump's not going to accept it either. Yeah, Trump won't accept it. People are really worried he killed them. Yeah, When I say what's coming up of the shit show of, of the second half of this year, that's hilarious. Yes, oh, that small little election upcoming. And
0: and no matter who wins, it's going to be bad. It doesn't even matter who wins. Someone. It would be really good if... There were in-person voting that was verified, and whoever won just won. I think whoever lost would have to concede, and that would be that. But the odds of everything now is subject to interpretation. There's no facts anymore. COVID. Is COVID killing people? It's a deadly disease. Is it a flu that's being hyped You know, to have social control, rioters burning down cities, lawlessness, or is it peaceful protests and... And these violent, you know, militant factions want to shut down peaceful protesting. It, these, these narratives are so disparate that, we're, that you're hearing. I don't even know how we have an election under these circumstances. I, I Honestly, I do not know what's going to go on. But, you know, the U.S. needs to have a peaceful transition of power one way or the other. No matter who wins, it has to be peaceful. They did a Russiagate thing for three years after the wrong guy won. What, what's going to happen this time, no matter who wins? The, uh, well, that's okay.
1: I actually do have one other question for you. What do you have? I mean, this is kind of tangentially uh, related, but do you have any opinion of what's going on in Portland? I mean, that's Trump sending in, you know, the feds in that area. Well, do you have an opinion? There? I
0: don't know because uh, so I've heard different things. I've heard, Oh, it's a couple of blocks and obviously there's fires and there's stuff being burnt. Um, the mayor got tear gassed. I mean, right. But, and he was like, he was like trying to protest with them. And then he, then, you know, yeah. he got attacked. I, yeah you know, I don't know what's going on on the ground. So I shouldn't be the spokesperson for it. Personally, if I lived in a neighborhood and people were like destroying and burning things, I'd be really pissed. And I want the police to come and stop them. I would. And I don't even like, you know, I think the police are abusive a lot. You know, I haven't been on the wrong side of it, except just like asking a police, like, Hey, I want to go down that street. That's where I live. Get the F out of here. You know, I've had police talk to me like they're my boss and like, get the F out of here. You're not listening. Like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about protecting and serve? Like, and I've never even had anything bad happen to me with police. You know, I've just had like the attitude basically. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. not like Mr. Oh, you know, these guys are abusive sometimes. And, and I believe in peaceful protest. If you don't like what's going on and I don't believe in the system, I don't believe in the courts. I, I mean, I believe like the court system as it should be, but I don't believe justice is dealt out, you know, is doled out, you know, all the time. I think there's a lot of huge flaws in our system so I'm totally down with people protesting and voicing their disagreement with it. But if I lived in a neighborhood and people were breaking shit and burning it down, I'd want the police to come in and stop that. Now, but, you know, to sit here in Portugal and not really understand exactly what's going on, on the ground, I, I, I'm like a very poor person to be the arbiter of exactly what should be required in this very specific well, and, situation. Well,
1: and who knows what's really happening too. I mean, even if you tried your best to find the reporting there, like, I mean, they, they've been, they've been, right. I don't but, know the truth.
0: If I live there, though, if I lived there and I was watching what was going on, I might have a more sure. you know, particular view of one side or the other. You know, I might say, oh, well, these guys were protesting and then these agitators came in and did violence. And then, you know, the mayor tried to de-escalate it. But then this, you know, I, I, I might. Yeah, I have no idea. Go ahead. Your odds make sense on the presidency.
1: I, I, I like it. It's, it's kind of I a mean, hot take, but it's, but
0: I, I, it seems like crazy, but it's like, if you hear Trump talk, it's like, you may hate Trump, but he's Trump. He's just who he is. Biden is, he's checked out. Oh, he's in the other realm already. He's halfway. He's got a foot out the door. Now they may get a VP or somebody. Did you see that? Like Kamala Harris thing, by the way, that like cloned video thing.
1: No, I don't think Okay, so. so.
0: She was like the front runner for the VP. Course. yeah and I like
1: she still
0: is no maybe she they showed her like ten days ago or whatever it was ten days before, and she 's talking you know pretty normally looks like herself, and then ten days later i don 't know if she had Botox or some plastic surgery or something, but her face was like this giant mask. Much Okay I've heard someone say it You gotta, you gotta look at You gotta look at the video Her teeth look a little different It's one of those Like Tommy G Tom Hanks ear things But it is like Who the fuck is this This is the weird It's like Who is this freak With this mask on I don't mean a, a COVID mask I mean a mask of a face Like a plastic surgery mask Versus like A relatively normal looking woman 10 days before You gotta look at this I don't know if it's doctor. Maybe I'm just falling some For some QAnon bullshit Or something I don't know But It is some It is some crazy shit
1: I want to cut that for your XM who is this crazy with the mask on or whatever that would have been a nice uh, cut cut for you. what's that no um, yeah, yeah no. okay I'll check
0: check it out I'll check that out uh, anyway I, I feel bad for you you already lost Kershaw you're on the ropes and uh you, you want to buy out because Barron's was saying does Dalton is Dalton begging for a buyout and I said he he's not he should have been already before the Kershaw injury but doesn't know any better and so i am giving you you want to just give me like 50 and we'll call it off
1: no, uh, I don't think so. That team, I could, I could lose afford to lose a couple more and still be you. Okay, uh, and what
0: about Lions and what about the Gossman, uh, the Gossman bet? You want to give me ten and call that? So I think
1: they're all going to be working four innings. It seems like no, we'll, we'll we'll leave that one, we'll leave that one on as well. But um, I'm just happy to watch baseball. Who knows how long this is going to last? And you, yeah, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Maybe it's not all going to work out, but for now, um, you get breaks with Kershaw going down. Um, one thing I will say at the end here is uh, trading trading places. I should rewatch uh, for sure, but I will not stand for this podcast disparaging "Coming to America." Maybe one of the ten greatest comedies of nah, all time. It no, it was good. No, it was good. Are you bad? I have low hopes for the for the remake that they have coming, but "Coming to America" was a classic, and that's my weekly month. Uh, yeah, so. Two old Eddie Murphy classics, or this this Those aren't the old
0: no, the old one. The, it was Forty Eight Hours, which was really good, oh, yeah. and then Beverly Hills yeah. Cop, or maybe Trading Places, and then Beverly Hills Cop, and then Coming to America was like as he as Eddie Murphy went on his like down downward trajectory of his career. It's still pretty
1: funny. It's funny though. It's a
0: good one. It's but, uh, still yeah, yeah. Those are
1: all all four is great. Oh yeah, Forty Eight Hours for sure. Yeah, I've yeah. got that one too. All four of those are. But uh, those are all four. Uh, classic Eddie Murphy films for sure he's uh, got paid a million a boatload of money to come back and stand up curious how how he does but uh definitely check those out if you haven't seen it good, good talk lists um yeah Kershaw got me sad but um but yeah uh here's to, to baseball being back
0: yep all right let's see we got the first uh we're gonna have our first big slate of games it's still zero zero not that you need an update this will be long over but it's uh are both those guys out Seth Lugo's in for the Mets so DeGrom is out Soroka's still in through six so we'll see what happens Live updates, on, uh, live updates on live updates on, on, on podcast delays is, is the way to go. All right, man. Little listen. Take it easy, Dalton.